Hello and welcome to the debrief for the 20th of December 2020 after Aberdeen's 2-0 victory at Rugby Park. So Martin, firstly the positives, another win, another clean sheet. Um, Lewis Ferguson um, looked head and shoulders above anybody else on the pitch I thought, just you know that ability to actually control the ball when it came to him, that ability uh, that you could be fairly certain that he wouldn't fuck up a simple five-yard pass like every other player on the team seemed capable of doing. And um, credit where credit's due, I thought Ash Taylor did really well in terms of what was asked of him. Um, we'll hit the negatives in a few minutes, but um, any other positives for you? No, I think you've nailed them there. Particularly, I, mean, I particularly think we should... No, you're right about Lewis Ferguson, but I think you know, to, to say about that about Ash Taylor, I think you're right. Um, no, no, highlighting the fact it's another clean sheet. You know what Kilmarnock are going to do. They're going to try and either get wide or they're going to pump balls into the box, especially towards that last... 10-15 minutes of the game as well um, and, he de- and he dealt with everything you know, they had that spell where they had sort of like 3 or 4 corners towards the end and it seemed to be him that was getting on the end of him, you know, we know fine that he's capable of doing uh, the basics you know, fairly, we- fairly well um, it's when he's asked to maybe you know, be a little more intelligent fo- an intelligent footballer that things maybe start to fall apart but he wasn't really, I don't think he was really pressed today um, no, you saw that by the fact that Lewis, Joe Lewis really didn't have very much to do, um, and I thought, you no, know, I thought Taylor particularly was a bit of a standout. Yeah, it, Eamon Brophy is a very hot and cold footballer. Obviously, I, I I quite like him. I think he'd probably do relatively well on this Aberdeen team, to be to be honest. But um, he seems to be fairly streaky in terms of he'll he'll score maybe five or six goals in five or six games and then nothing for about four months and. Uh, there was only really that one time where he he tried that fairly outrageous shot from about 30 yards where he really caused us any direct problems. And that was very close, actually. It could have, uh, could have led to a very different outcome. Um, I think, generally speaking, to it, was it, it was a poor game of football. So many bad touches, poor passes, just choices, wrong choices from players. Um, I think it took me about 35 minutes until my frustration was such that I was shouting at the TV. I don't know about you. Ah, uh, yeah, just, I mean, <laughs> this is one of these games, right, where this is exactly the sort of game you would expect on a horrible pitch in Kilmarnock on the 20th of December, in, in particularly in 2020, after the way this year's gone. I mean, that game, the game, they just, despite the fact that we won, you know, everything, everything, pretty much everything else in the game just sums up um, how things have been going lately. Just real, a, a real lack of quality, um, it's not even it's not even people not taking responsibility on the ball. It's just you know people's first touch was just off on both sides. Um, there was a real lack of a real lack of football just football ability on show. I think you no know, hedges had a few nice touches here and there. I thought he he did quite well. He was maybe trying to create a little bit more, but in the in the, in the bigger picture, um, I thought it was just a, it was just a really poor game and. You saw one of these games. I know another twelve o'clock kickoff at Rugby Park, and it's just another, just another atrocious game. Yeah, well, normally you would say twelve o'clock kickoff is such an atmosphere sucker, but yeah. obviously in the current circumstances that doesn't really apply. And I think we spoke about this a bit last week that it must be tricky for the players without anybody there to to make it feel like a normal game. But uh, and you know maybe that total absence of quality is there all the time. Just to, as we spoke about last week, we don't really notice it because we're too busy gassing to our friends or, or just getting involved in the in the spectacle, whatever limited yeah. spectacle it is. But uh, 
but no, the recipe for a poor game of football was certainly there. And I, I, Hedges, I, I'd agree with, but too often guilty of making the wrong choice. But, you know, the things he did do were obviously for the first goal. Now, the first goal comes from, you know, winning a lucky break in the air and then a big deflection for the actual finish. But, you know, he drives forward and he takes his chance and he has a go at goal, which is something that we just didn't do enough of in the first 45. So you get your reward for just doing that. Aye, look, this is a thing that people know. A lot of people rightly moan about quite a lot. It's like he took he took a, just a shot at goal and sometimes you, get that, sometimes you get that lucky break. And I think it's something that we don't do enough of. I think, you know... <sighs> I'm not saying that we're one of these teams that try and walk the ball into the net, but there is a there is a time where you just want to see see them you know, take a chance and take a shot where you know, there's only sort of one there's only one defender and the keeper there. If you take a shot, get on target, you know, you, you can always get that opportunity. Um, and I think you know Hedges des- Hedges deserved the goal for his play anyway. Um, and it was yes, it was a lucky break he got with the shot. But no, if you take that shot, take that chance. You can always the opportunity is always there to get a goal, so um, I think it was well deserved for him. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I know you. I, I get what you. I do get your saying. I can take that. Note that he's maybe guilty of making the wrong choices here and there, and I think that's that is quite fair as well. So, the wing back conundrum. Right at the start of the season, we we spoke about this: how they weren't maybe quite getting the positioning right, how they maybe weren't impacting the game enough in an attacking sense. Same again today. I thought both Hayes and Kennedy really struggled to impact at the right end of the pitch but conversely did a pretty good job at keeping I mean obviously Kilmarnock's main player going forward is we've spoken about Brophy but really Chris Burke's the one who he tends to make them tick going forward and he was largely kept very very quiet but at the other end of the pitch for 50-60 minutes Johnny Hayes was up against a, an attacker playing out of position at fullback and Rory McKenzie and I'm, I'm really disappointed that we didn't see more of him or indeed, Conor McLennan um, really trying to expose him. I mean, that's that's again one of the things that comes to the frustration of the game. Uh, this, the, the, the kind of lack of quality um, that was in the, that was in the game. Whereas you're expecting someone like Hayes with the ability he has uh, to be getting forward more. I mean, you know, Burke, Burke and Brophy were pretty much nullified for the whole ninety minutes. Um, they offered, they, you know, they didn't really offer anything, particularly Burke as well, because he's been getting a lot of praise. This season and last, um, so you know, Kilmarnock are looking at him to to kind of to kind of deliver and give them chances, and nothing came, really nothing came from him at all. Um, so yeah, we should be expecting at the other end that Hayes should be going up against, like you say, a makeshift a makeshift fullback and getting him to getting some chances there. But it didn't work. I mean, again, it's I don't, don't want to bang on about this too much, but it's the quality of the deliveries, you no, know, um, no, we're getting and the chances were created. It's still not. Uh, up to par, uh, we're still finding a lot of the crosses in the box are just overhit. You know, we didn't have a corner at all in the first half, I suppose. So, but the second half, even when we did have corners, it wasn't it really wasn't good enough either. Sam Cosgrove, ten minutes, uh, a very interesting cameo. Um, <laughs> certainly got got himself involved in a lot of things in the space of those ten minutes. Uh, firstly, um, I've got to say, I think there was pretty veiled criticism, or not even that veiled, of him from the manager last week and afterwards in his chat to the press he specifically praised Curtis Main as you would because Main came in and scored two but he didn't praise him for his goals he, he praised him for the way he held the ball up and played in others which is obviously a criticism of the fact that Sam as well as not maybe scoring as much as we'd expect this season 
obviously the the restricted game time that he's had and the fact that it's been a bit stop-start since he came back from injury, but also that even when he wasn't scoring goals when he first came into the team, he was working really hard to link up play, and, and, and we've not seen that. And I think it was... I know it's difficult when a substitute comes onto the pitch to get to get up to speed of the game. Well, in some respects, he did get up to the speed of the game because within a minute of him coming on, he'd miscontrolled a simple ball into him. And then when he did control one, miss hit his layoff. So it, in a way, he was right up to speed with the rest of the game. But it's it's the basics, isn't it? It's it's just those are they were not difficult things for a striker to do. But then within a couple of minutes of that. He's alert. He's he's there. He's available for edges to play the ball into him. Yes, he should score because it's a one on one. But really, to be honest, I think it's an excellent save by Danny Rogers. When when you look at it, he he does exceptionally well to to move his foot quickly. But yes, he should score because it's a one on one, and you expect your striker to score there. Uh, then the stoppage time, the the very last incident. Um, firstly, what what do you think the Kamarnik defender should do? I mean. He doesn't know it's the whistle's basically going to blow when Cosgrove goes through there. Would you? What would you have done in that situation? Would you have taken him down, or would you have just let him take the shot? Um, personally, I think you've got to trust your goalkeeper in that situation. I mean, the, the, he, while he wouldn't have known, no, I don't think they've got. A, I don't think they have a scoreboard or a, a clock up at Rugby Park that I can remember. Um, either way, no, he he, should, he would know that the whistle's you no know, is you no. Know, 20, 30 seconds away, surely. Um, and you know, it's a silly, it's a really like the stupidest, one of the stupidest red cards you're going to see. Um, I think that you know that is really brainless, it's particularly a guy who I don't think he, I don't think he started. Did he? The guy he came on as a sub, did yeah, he as that's well? Right. So he's not, he's not, he's not in the starting eleven. He's coming on as a sub. Look at it impress. You know, and we would, we would be absolutely slating that guy if it was one of our players that done that. You no, know, if that was. Dare I say somebody like fucking Ronnie Hernandez or something that came on and did that? We would be right on his back for just being so brainless, and then find himself he's going to get a ban for a straight red card. Um, so I think that was totally stupid. Um, and they're just you've got to trust you've got to trust your goalkeeper. You know, and Rogers is capable of good saves because you just mentioned you know, it was it was a really good save I thought uh, from the one from Cosgrove. Uh, I don't think it would. No. We've seen the kind of as a bit of a pylon on Cosgrove, where you know, people are trying to say it was a no. He should be putting that away. He probably should, but it was a really good save from Danny Rogers. Um, so I'm not, I w- I'm not winning the criticism of that. I'm just, you know, it, it was it was a brainless, just a brainless red card. I'm glad, no, I'm glad we got, no, it got the free kick, and I'm glad Sam took it. Um, he he does look, you know, with that with the first t- the couple of touches he had earlier. Um, he really looks like somebody who just needs to get his confidence back when he's on the pitch. Um, he just doesn't look like he believes in himself at all. Um, so to see him, you know, to get take a free kick and just just put his laces right through the thing, just uh, just absolutely leather it um, and get the goal was brilliant for him. Yeah, a really clean hit. Um, something he is capable of doing, absolutely. Uh, less said about the quality of the defensive wall, the better than <laughs> you. I think. I think they had absolutely given up at that point, um, knowing. No doubt that it was indeed the last kick of the ball. Um, so yeah, another good win, really. Away from home, difficult surface, etc., etc. It's the sort of games that Aberdeen teams who've done well under Derek McInnes in the last in the recent history that, that we've won. That we've won them without looking particularly impressive. I think you know we looked the better team without necessarily looking like we were going to score in that first half. Um, but it's the sort of games that we, we have won and it's good to get back into that habit of just doing that after obviously the results at Hamilton and St Mirren which are 
which are really, really frustrating, um, especially when you look at the league table right now, because four extra points would would make a big difference to to how we're feeling about this league campaign. As it is, uh, Derek McInnes, the manager, under pressure, no question about that, is uh, currently sitting joint second, um, albeit Celtic have like 16 games in hand. But Jack Ross, a manager who is flavour of the month, is sitting beneath him. So I don't quite know how you how these things are worked out, but, but there you are. Uh, anyway, games come thick and fast. There's another one on Wednesday night against Motherwell, again away from home. Um, but hopefully we can continue this uh, recent run of victories and clean sheets and notch up another one on Wednesday. We will be, of course, back again with another debrief immediately after that one. Uh, but until then, come on you Reds.